The reading is coming from Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had had the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Well, good evening, uh, everybody. It's good to be with you this evening. Uh, my name is John Shepherd. I'm the, the vicar here. If we've not met before, and uh, it is a wonderful thing to be together on Christmas Eve like this. Uh, we were here earlier this afternoon. There were, I think, 240 uh, people in here. Most of them very little, and uh, it was chaos. Uh, so it's lovely to be calm uh, on this Christmas Eve to sing the carols and to hear the readings. Now, I wonder if you're the sort of person who likes surprises. Uh, some people love surprises. Others really can't stand it. They prefer to be in control and know exactly what's happening. Um, uh, but uh, I wonder if you like surprise presents. Um, I remember the, uh, uh, one of my greatest surprises, probably the, only, the greatest of all the surprise presents, was some time ago now, back in Christmas 2003, 19 years ago, uh, normally my wife and I, we'd get each other you know, a CD or... Uh, for young people, that's where you have your music, uh, we did uh, when, uh, 19 years ago. Um, or, or maybe if you're pushing the boat out, maybe a CD and uh, a, a bottle of perfume or some aftershave or something. Well, I came home from church on Christmas morning, 
2003, I was led blindfold into the garage and there was a shiny red Honda CB500. Wow. Imagine that, your wife buying you a motorbike uh, for, for Christmas. I don't know if she'd up the life insurance uh, or, or what, but uh, I was delighted. I was blown away as uh, a, a motorbike. I, I doubt I'll ever be surpassed um, unless there's the BMW 1200 GS in my garage <laughs> waiting for me tomorrow morning. I, I don't know. Um, the truth is, whatever great surprises uh, might lie in store for us tomorrow, uh, they are nothing compared to the surprises in this story that first Christmas. Now, there's a danger, of course. We, we're so familiar with this story. It's, it's all so familiar that, that we fail to be surprised by what actually happened. But as we reflect on the birth of Jesus, and particularly the, the reading we just had from Matthew's Gospel, uh, there are some things that should surprise us. Uh, firstly, is, is it the, the people who came to see Jesus? I mean, who are the normal visitors when a baby's born? Well, usually it's family members when my boy, boys were born. You know, there were selected friends were invited to come and coo over the little chaps. You know, it was, it was, it, it's normally people who, who um, you know, or maybe a midwife or a district nurse pops in to see the, the newborn babies. Not many children have visitors who are complete strangers. But Jesus had these magi, these wise men, these VIPs who'd come from the east to visit them. And they weren't doing what normal visitors do. They weren't sort of asking the mum how she was getting on with, with, with the baby. Uh, uh, no, uh, you know, she, they weren't saying how beautiful the little baby looked, even though baby's, you know, a bit crinkly and purple and, and so on. Uh, uh, not these wise men from the East. Their, their words are this, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the East and we've come to worship him. You know, the surprise is that these people, these wealthy, rich, intelligent uh, men from another country have come at all. And when they come, they bow down in worship of Jesus. That's the, the first surprise, the, the people who come. What's the second surprise? The second surprise is the, is the place. If you're looking for a, a newborn baby, I wonder where you'd go. You'd probably go to the maternity ward of the hospital. You probably wouldn't find a parking space if you went to Kingston Hospital. Uh, you might go to the home of the parents if it was a home birth. Uh, if you're looking for a royal baby, uh, well, you'd probably go to the capital city. Uh, you'd go to the palace. And of course, that's what they did, the wise men. They came from the east. They went first to Jerusalem to find this newborn king. But of course, Jesus wasn't there. Uh, where was he? He was in a small, out-of-the-way backwater called Bethlehem. There in uh, Bethlehem, it, it wasn't so much of a surprise because hundreds of years before, uh, the prophets had prophesied that the Messiah, God's king who would come, would be born in uh, Bethlehem. Uh, might have been predicted for God's Messiah, uh, but not a place where the animals were usually kept. By the time the wise men get there, it's, it, Jesus is, is probably in a house. But at the time of the birth, we know from Luke's gospel, he's laid in a manger in the feeding trough for the cattle. Now, that's a surprise, or it should be. You know, God, the creator of all things, coming into his world in an outhouse with muck and dirt 
uh, the likelihood of stinking animals in the vicinity. But you see, this is the humility of our God, the God who you worship, who doesn't stay far away and distant, but who comes to identify with humanity, to identify with the, the poorest and the lowest of all. Surprise of the people who, who come. The surprise is the place where this God comes. Uh, here's the third surprise. It's, it's the person, of course, who had been born. Now, that's not a surprise, you might be thinking. Baby Jesus, we know Christmas is baby Jesus. Uh, uh, but Jesus isn't only described here as a child. The person here born in Bethlehem is described as the one who's come to be king of the Jews. In fact, he's not described as the one who's come to be king of the Jews. He's the one who is the king of the Jews, born, not to grow up, to become king, but he is king. And the gifts that these wise men bring that they lay down at his feet, well, of course, they reveal what they think of him. Remember, of course, uh, you know that from childhood, but then they, uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These are gifts for a king. They're acknowledging that Jesus to be that king. You know, we, we're used to, I think, so often keeping Jesus just for Christmas. Perhaps you don't go to church throughout the rest of the year. This is the time you come and, and you, you, you think of Jesus simply as a baby in a manger. It's easier that way, isn't it? It doesn't really bother us. If he's just Jesus in a manger, uh, we can keep him domesticated uh, we can keep him uh, uh, not bothering in the rest of our lives. Uh, but Jesus is king. In fact, the Bible makes clear he's king of kings and he's lord of lords. He's the one who is in control of all things and one day we'll stand before him. The government of the world is on his shoulders as uh, we had in that first reading. So no wonder the wise men bowed down and worshipped Jesus as king. And no wonder that's what Christians are doing all over the world. Two and a half billion in these next 24 hours uh, are bowing down, not literally, but in their hearts to Jesus, to worship him as God. I wonder what about you? How do you approach Jesus at this Christmas season? So lots of surprises in the Christmas story. Uh, the people who come, the place, the person... And one more, there's another surprise in this Christmas story, and it's probably the biggest of all. It is the purpose for which Jesus has come. In that first reading, um, when the angel appeared to, to Joseph, he was told that the baby would be born to Mary and to be given the name Jesus because, he says, he will save his people from their sins. See, the purpose of Jesus coming to earth is to come as saviour, to save his people from their sins, from being separated from God, to save people from death, to give us life. And he would accomplish this salvation through his death. People sometimes say, well, why do we talk about the events of Easter at Christmas? You know, aren't we celebrating the birth of Jesus? Why are we, going to, why are we talking about his, his death? Why on, a, on Christmas do you have communion, which is, of course, the great celebration of his death? We remember with bread and wine, his body broken, his blood shed, a violent death on a cross. Why are we, why are we talking about that when we're remembering this little baby born, this sweet baby? Uh, and, of course, the reason is that you can't separate Christmas and Easter. Jesus came into the world. He was born into the world so that he might 
die for the world so he might give his very life. The writers of the carols knew this truth. Our last carol is going to be Hark the Herald, Angels Sing. And that first verse, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. See, we're separated from God without the death of Jesus, but the death of Jesus brings us back into relationship as we put our trust in him. Final verse of the first Noel tells us how Jesus was to carry out that. For Christ has our salvation wrought, and with his blood mankind has brought. That was the purpose for Jesus being born is to go to the cross, to give his life. Jesus came into the world uh, to die. And the last surprise is that he's come into the world to die for you and for me. Not just sort of mass of humanity, not just for the other person or for the religious person, or the person down the street, or for your granny who was a, was a Christian. Uh, no, he's come into the world for you and given his life for you. And on this Christmas Eve, he wants you to open your heart to him. Uh, verse 3 of O Little Town of Bethlehem, we sung it, how silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given, so God imparts to human hearts the blessing of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. And so tonight God simply wants us to Open our hearts to receive Jesus. Quietly, simply, with humility, with meekness. To say yes to Jesus, I need your forgiveness, I need your kindness, I need your grace, I need your mercy. Come, forgive me, and take over my life. You may want to do that, just in the quietness this evening, before as we come to, to communion. Even this Christmas Eve, maybe you're surprised tonight that God is whispering into your heart, into your mind, into your life. And he's calling you to respond to him. Maybe you're not ready. Maybe you're thinking, oh, I don't really get all this Christian stuff. Um, I encourage you to come back in the new year. I've got a little book. I'd love you to give you a copy or a copy of the gospel to take away, um, to read over, over Christmas. But let's just pause for a moment as I close before we come into that. It's going to lead us in a short prayer in a moment, but just, just a moment of quiet for you to talk with God in the silence of your heart. He is here tonight. The Spirit is here. He wants you to open your heart to him. Father, we thank you this Christmas Eve that you loved us enough to send your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you that he was born, grew up, and died on the cross for us, that we might be forgiven, and that like those wise men from the East, we might 
bow down in our hearts and worship Jesus as King. And so humble our hearts tonight, Lord, help us to trust in the Lord Jesus and to know that life and peace and joy and hope that only he gives this Christmas. For we ask it in his precious name. Amen.